Recording in progress. Okay, good evening, everyone. Let's uh, pray and then we can start our study for the night. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for uh, everything, for uh, bringing us together to this time. Thank you for uh, your love, your care, allowing us to come, praise you, glorifying your name. Lord, I pray that you open our uh, eyes and our hearts and our minds, that we can hear, Lord, your uh, message and hear uh, your voice, Lord, and your words that are uh, uh, needed, Lord, for our uh, growth, for our uh, conviction, Lord, for us to, to be transformed, Lord, to your image. Thank you for uh, uh, this opportunity, praying for those who are with us, those who aren't, those who are away, those who have no one to remember them, Lord. Through prayers of all your saints, in your name, Lord, yes, when we pray to you as you taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That was give us this day, give us trespass, forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us at temptation. In the power of the glory, now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. All right. Okay, well, welcome everyone. Good to have you again as we continue uh, our Bible study, the Gospel of St. Mark, and we took our time in chapter one, and we're jumping, or we started chapter two last time. Uh, one of the things probably that, uh, among things that, that we, 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 we talked about a lot, which is again, uh, the Lord's presence in, in uh, Capernaum as the headquarters of his ministry, and going back again, into uh, the, the the house, which we assumed again, it's back to Peter's house. As he he remember again, the whole idea is he goes out and he's preaching and he's teaching, and then his people are trying to to distract him, trying to uh, stop him from doing that and do other things. But he is very very very, especially in the Gospel of Mark, it's very obvious that he is focused on his teaching on his on his on his message during this time that you know what I'm here to teach and we, we we talked about the 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 story of the paralyzed man that came with his four friends and uh kind of took a different uh aspect or different way of studying when we shared the text itself uh about uh, from from the theology of saint athanasius uh and if, again if anybody still wants that text or didn't get a chance to have it just let me know i can i can uh, send it to you uh the idea again of the 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 healing which is the renewal right and bringing back again the nature the corrupted nature the sick nature into where it was before which is able again remember we talked about adam and eve that god brought them into the garden to, to do what to work to work and to till the 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 the, the the ground and to till the, the the place so the idea of of bringing back again and healing the paralyzed in order to uh move on with that uh function which is again working with him and working uh through him and for him we continue chapter two again today with uh, with with uh, also kind of fast pace again as as we've been saying about Saint Mark right you know he 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 moves from one place to another to another to another chapter two as we'll read it we'll read from from 13 till 20 
uh, for and see exactly you know where we can uh, or how far we can go with this. But as you read, you see also the 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 way as we said from the from from day one, the, the way of Saint Mark uh, talking about events. He is actually going through it in very fast pace, right? Like as we will see now. So let's read it first, and then and then uh see you know stop at certain things here as as we 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 go but uh, again uh, gospel of saint mark chapter uh 2 and uh, we'll read from verse 13 from verse 13 hmm? oh it's not okay we can fix that i hope how about that Happy now? Okay. Okay. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. Again, he was teaching them. You, you see that repetition. And as he passed by, and as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And, of scri and the scribes of the, of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And we'll continue with the, with the text, actually. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in the day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on, on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old and a worse tear is made and no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is destroyed and so are the skins, but new wine is for fresh wine skins let's just stop at this we have a few verses after this to finish the 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 text uh, or the or the chapter but let's let's you know focus more and talk about you know what's happening here so with that scene the first the first part and the first passage in that or the first event in that passage is what You know, in that passage that we're reading today, he was teaching again. You can tell again that the idea he went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming him, and he was teaching them again. The idea that the crowd was there because all the miracles that they heard and everything, but he's very, you know, focused on one thing, which is teaching. And then comes on the very, very actually big event, if I may say, as as much as it's written here in a very, very short. Uh, condensed way which is what meeting whom meeting levi meeting levi let's let's stop at this point for for a while so levi is 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 what tax collector 
Okay, that's the person here. But also, what is Levi? Not exactly the meaning, but we know the the the. What who what is Levi? Where where did Levi come from? What does it bring to mind? The tribe. the tribe of Levi. The tribe of Levi, exactly. The tribe of Levi. So some people even say, you know, when they say a Levi tax collector, whether that was his actual name or he is from the tribe of Levi, which is a tribe that is supposed to do what? Hmm? Levi is the tribe of in the Old Testament. Priests, exactly. The, the tribe of the priests, the tribe of those people who are serving the temple and serving the, the, the ark and, 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 and the sacrificial work and all those things. So you see here, actually, again, starting with that paradox between a person that is from the tribe of Levi, but actually is doing what? Collecting taxes for whom? For the Romans, right? And, and as it is known at that time, that collecting taxes from the, from the Roman is actually, he's doing even this more and more to himself, right? And those of you who've seen the, the Chosen, you can kind of visualize that character of the person that is actually, you know, uh, hated by the people. He is the one that is like, uh, like uh, 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 exactly, exactly. Yes, he left them and doesn't care about his, his, his religion, his, uh, the, the, the commandments, the law, nothing. He's just working for the Romans in order to do what? To, to bring money and to collect money and this. And that's why, you know, one of the things that, that kind of, you know, uh, important here when, when, when Mark is, is um, describing that scene that he was sitting where? At the tax collector booth. Why is, why is it important to, to put this piece of information here? What do you think? Okay, so he was at his place of work. That's one thing. So the so the Lord didn't just meet him, you know, anywhere else. But he he went to him where he is working. Okay, what else? What comes to mind? Hearing that he was sitting at the tax booth or at the tax collector house, as it says. In thirteen, he went out again. This is Jesus. Yes. Yes. He didn't know who he was. Right, right. So, so, so the Levi Matthew at that time didn't know. He was so consumed in his work, right? He's so attached. Let's say it this way. He's so attached to his work because that work was was what for him a source of income and money, and he is actually overdoing it, and he was actually not being faithful. So now he's not just collecting, collecting the taxes, actually bringing more and using his power and using authority to do it. That's why that, that class of people was, you know, sinners in the eyes of the Jews, right? Because the, the sinners and the tax collectors, we know the story of, of Zacchaeus also, right? How he was doing that, right? Another thing that's very important also beside all those points when he when when Saint Mark talks about about that he went to him at he was sitting at the tax booth. What else? 
Mark chapter 2, verse 12 or 13. Yes. Um, Abuna, so yes. Um, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ came to him uh, like where he worked, where he was, like where he, I guess we can look at it as like Christ comes to us. Where, uh, he meets us where we are. Right. Right. He meets us where we are, where we are. When, 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 when the scripture, when St. Mark actually, you know, mentioned the tax booth or the tax collector, it's actually the word is actually the tax house. This is a place that is actually a place of what? It's as hmm? full of tax collectors. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like a dungeon of thieves, <laughs> right? If I may say that, right? So it, the place itself has the connotation of what it's it's a bad place right it's 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 a place that you know people will pass by it and probably those who are again the Pharisees and John's disciples as we see from from the from the text they will avoid it nobody would want to go there nobody would want to go there so not only that he met him at his workplace as where he where, where he's at but he actually entered into the place that is actually I may I may say filthy in the mind of the Jews, in the mind of the Pharisees, in the mind of, of everybody, that this place is a bad place. It's like not, not just his desk. No, it's a house full of tax collectors, right? That it's all filled with every bad thing, right? And that kind of gives us the, the, the also the, 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 the entrance to what he's saying after that, right? Which what happened after this, which is actually Levi or Matthew, did what did a made made a big big banquet and he invited everybody and they're all sitting together, right? But another thing that's very important also that we don't want to take this out of context from where we where we were from the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. Why is that important? So again, lots of times we do that mistake or we take that story by itself and just take it out and then okay, you know, Jesus met Levi and told him this and this and Levi said yes and so forth, yes. But as we read it from the beginning, like continuous from the beginning of the gospel itself, from, from chapter one till now, why is it important? Does it make a difference when we read it this way or not? Again, let's, let's refresh our memories from the beginning again, which is uh, the, 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 the gospel. He started, Mark started with the gospel, right? That, uh, that uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And then he talks about John the Baptist and talks about the, the, the preparing the way. And he talks about uh, Christ coming from Nazareth and trying Christ being baptized and the voice from the, from the heavens saying, this is my beloved son. And then going to the wilderness and then defeating the enemy and then start again his mission, which is teaching and teaching and teaching, right? Following or meeting the first group of the disciples, right? Don't, don't forget this which is pretty much in the same way. Follow me, but they were working. They were poor people. They were just fisher. And then he said, I will turn you to a fisher of men, right? And then series of miracles, of encounters that actually is showing his authority. He's showing that I can change. I can, I can forgive the sins. I can do all those things, right? And then coming again to Levi. Where does that fit in that whole flow of events? Not as a single event, but as a flow of the of the text itself. What do you think of that, Peter? Yes. 
take it out of context. When you say we take it out of context when we look at it carefully. Yes. In what way when we when we again take this story, not knowing what's before it, what's after it, and we just focus on okay, wow, you know, Christ met Levi where he where he's at, and then he told him to follow him, and he followed him, and then went, and the story is done. Right. So that's when we take again, when we read anything in the scripture and we take it as it is, any kind of verse, anything that, that we read, and we just like you know take it out of the of the of the context that it was written and then we don't know what's happening before it what's happening after it right because usually that is actually a flow of thoughts also right it's more like taking it out of timeline yes 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 take it out of timeline that okay just something behind it but you don't know you know what led to this point and where is that again the the, the beauty when you read it from the beginning as one big story then you actually one thing is leading to another right in this case here, what is leading to what? Okay. So it wasn't something that he just like the first encounter, like he's there, he's in Capernaum, which is a small city, and he is in probably in the center of that in downtown Capernaum or something, you know, he's collecting the money and it's very important, you know, geographical or, 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 or uh, post. So he, he knows, he, he, he hears what's happening, right? So that all, and again, actually the chosen kind of, you know, focus on that in the first, in the first, in the first uh, uh, season where he is like, actually the moment he saw him walking then just the eye contact, like, you know, you know there's something, right? I'm, I'm, I've been hearing what's happening. I'm not totally away from that. That's one thing. The other thing is actually from the view or from the side of Christ himself, right? That Christ is again, from the, from the beginning, he is what teaching and bringing people. That's why St. Mark here, you know, in, 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 in explaining this, this event is very, very short. Why? Because it's more about action, not about, you know, again, so he met him and he told him so-and-so and Matthew said so-and-so and this happened. No, you know, who cares, right? He's just to the point like, what I, as I'm teaching, you know, I need people to work with me and I need people to continue that, 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 that mission. So here he is, he met with, with Levi, follow me, and then he left everything and followed him, right? Ready to do what? To work. Remember, again, we talked about this last time when we said that part of the healing of the paralyzed, paralyzed man is to get him to do what? To work again, right? So it's not, again, it's not that just like another person that he met and he asked him to follow him and he followed him. No, it kind of fits that whole story from the beginning, right? Which is actually again the 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 immediate reaction, the urgency, right? The urgency of that, and somehow, you know, going back again to Levi, somehow he must have felt that urgency, right? Probably again in in in, in you know in that day or two days be, be before that event that he saw him again. Remember, he was in the house, and then it was uh, the evening, so Saturday was done, and then people start to come, and then the next day he went out and prayed early in the morning. So it's a matter of probably two three days as an event, right? So he can feel that there is there is an urgency, there is like an energy in the in the air, right? That there is work to be done. 
there's work to be done. I think that's what one of the things that we always lack when we don't know exactly or don't feel that urgency that there is work to be done, right? He comes to me where I'm at. He comes to me in even the 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 the, the worst place that is full of tax collectors in, in the place and in the time that you know what you know what nobody will ever reach out. But he comes with that urgency and say, okay, you know what? Come follow me. Right. And we've talked about this before, about that, that, that urgency. It's interesting also to know that Levi by itself means what? And probably said this before. Levi, the word itself in Hebrew means joined, right? So in this case here, what is he joined to? He's joined to Christ, right? After he met him. But before Christ, he was what? He's joined to his job, his money, the love of money, right? And the beauty actually goes more and more. Changing from Levi to Matthew. Matthew means what in Hebrew? Matan Yahweh, which is the gift of God. The gift of God. So from joined to earthly things into what? Being filled with the gift of God. What, what, is, what would that gift of God be? What did God put in his heart as a gift to change him? What do you think that is? Chicken? Because he's one thing I couldn't hear you, sorry. Family, in what way? Okay, finding, finding identity, finding that a group to belong to, right? That's a very important point, yes? Because as we said, he was hated by, by all the people, right? He is that Jewish person, that he is the one from supposedly from the tribe of the, of the priest and the servant. He left all this and joined to the Romans and to their system and to their money, right? So he found like, no, come, I will continue. Yes. What else? The Holy Spirit later on, definitely, definitely. So he's preparing himself, preparing his heart, for the receiving the Holy Spirit, that will actually make him actually what? An evangelize, event, 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 evangelizing, <laughs> evangelical, right? right? To go out and to preach and to be the apostle, to be the, 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 the disciple. What else? Yes. Yes. So the 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 main, and that's what we always see that the main miracle that is the miracle of repentance, right? That he start to accept himself, start to actually forgive himself, start to 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 be healed, as we were talking Wednesday with the with the group that we started, right? That he start actually to to find a way for him. To be reconciled with himself first and then with the others. Yes, Pete. Touching up on it, I was going to say when I when I read his story, what I feel like is there's so many things, right? There's purpose, there's love, there's salvation and repentance, but it's almost like it reminds me of someone that is stuck in sin and can't find a way out. And when he came, he gave him that way out. He said, follow me, and he left right. and followed me. Right, 
So he gave him the way. He showed him where, where you know, again, we talk about repentance as what? Changing direction. Yeah. But sometimes I don't know where to, where to go, right? Being so much in that whirlpool, right? Whirlwind, we're just like so much, so much lost. Like I can't, you know, and I, I, I you know, all of us, you know, and I hear it a lot. Like, you know what? I, I don't know where to start from, right? I don't know where to start from. It's been too long, but it's been too bad. It's been too whatever, right? But when he and 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 when he come and say follow me, like he, this is the main gift, which is what again the gift of following him. One of the church fathers says, "By follow me, he meant not so much the movement of feet as of the heart, right? So not just follow me, like you know, just just walk behind me. No, but he meant more the movement of the heart, the carrying out of a way of life, the carrying out of a way of life. And this is the main gift." Right? He was so much stuck in his in his booth, <laughs> right? In his tax collector house that he can't get out of it into now trying to find or not trying, able to find another way, another reason to live, another, another purpose, right? For one who says that he lives in Christ ought himself to walk just as he walks, right? And that's why it became, okay, like I'm going to do whatever you want to because you are actually got me out of where I was stuck, right? This is one thing. Another thing that I was reading about it, which what he did is, is uh, uh, St. Irenaeus from the first, from the second, third century. Uh, he says the, the, the uh, maybe I can bring it up here so we can read it together. Um, it's, it's a very nice, actually, contemplation about this. So, uh, it gives us more depth of uh, of where we can uh, follow him. I can find it. See, I lost my cursor again. Okay, there we go. Okay. There it is. So let's read this together. I put it on the screen here. And I want you to, to again, uh, part of me doing this is, is, um, is um, exposing to ourselves, to, to, to the fathers and what they say and what kind of teaching they have in order to take it more uh, into more into more depth. So uh, let's read this together and then uh, see what we can understand from that, right? Okay, that part where it talks about the reversal of um, the reversal of previous behavior from Irenaeus. Can somebody read it from here, guys? Emma, go ahead. 217A. Irenaeus. Are the sick to be made strong? 
how are the sitters to repent? Is it merely holding fast to what they are presently doing, or on the contrary, by undergoing a great change and reversal of the previous behavior by which they had brought themselves? Okay. So here again, this is in 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 preparation for what he said later, which is you know uh, I came as the physician for the sick. But what what do you get out of this passage here, from from what we're discussing as uh, as the 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 behavior and the reaction of of Levi and changing to Matthew, what do you get out of this? The reversal of previous behavior. Okay, he had to reverse that. Right? So, so, and here it says talks about behavior, not just you know, you know, event or 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 something or a habit, but just like a total, total change, right? Yeah, I wanna. You have the comfort um, zone. Yes, I do. I think C.S. Lewis talks about this in mere Christianity. He says, um, being a Christian is not just changing a couple things here and there. It's a complete transformation of the of of uh, of yourself. It's it's becoming a different person altogether. That's why uh, our Lord Jesus Christ changed. Leave, uh, Levi's name to Matthew because he's telling him, you're no longer this person, Levi. You're a different person completely. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's not just, again, by, by following some rules or some things, but it's actually total what's reversal, total transformation. That's what we always say, right? But that's usually not easy, as as Nader is saying. Usually, it's like it's, it's going out of your comfort zone because, again, this is what I've been doing. This is what this is not only what I've been doing. In this case here, this is what I this is my 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 income. This is my my provision. Everything I'm I'm, I'm connected to that. I'm drawing to that as my name means, right? But again, something happened. Something happened. You know, when he was hearing all those things, and then when he saw him, and then when he heard that voice, "Follow me." No, he was able to and willing to what to change that. That's why Irenaeus here says that you know a sick person would simply follow the desires of the you know when asked to what competent doctor when asked to cure of a sick person would simply follow the desires of the patient and not act in accordance with the requirements of good medicine. Meaning what? You have to go through a pain, right? And you have to actually do your own as a physician, you have to actually dig deeper also, right? It's not just gonna you know take it from from what the what the what the sick person is saying. He said, no, there is more work to do. And our great physician is able and willing to do that, right? The Lord himself testified that he came as the physician of the sick, saying, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who who are sick. Right? And I think. You know, I don't know what you think, but I think, you know, a big part of that gift of God to, to, to Levi is his willingness to change that behavior, right? His willingness to change. Why do you think that is? Again, you know, why, we do, why do we need to, 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 be, to reverse a lifestyle? Because you feel like you're missing something. You're missing something. You're missing something, right? 
whatever you're doing is not enough, right? Is that enough? What else? Why would you think of that? You know, at one point things should should things should change. So he met that and the, he found that, okay, it was, it was, well, I don't know, was it an easy thing for him to find out that there's something missing? Yes. Well, I feel like he wanted it. He wanted yeah, it. I right. felt like he wanted it. So, and I'll bring it back to when we touched up last week on the paralytic man, right? Yes. And I felt like, again, Christ, the physician, digging deeper in giving exactly what the what the you know what the person is looking for right so did the paralytic man want to be healed or was he looking more for the forgiveness of his sin mm, and mm, maybe mm. because digging deeper he gave him exactly what he wanted, what he wanted your sins are forgiven, which is the forgiveness right? come follow me right? right digging deeper and giving levi a way out right i don't know that's right. kind of hard yes. yes yes yeah and again, we, we can't neglect the fact that he is again, you know, to 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 bring it back to to us. We cannot neglect the fact that in his presence, something mystical is happening. I always say that, right? In his presence, something mystical is happening. Again, as I was talking last Sunday, expectation versus versus mystical, right? You know, the expectation said, okay, well, here I am. This is my life. I'm used to that. You know, who cares? I can still be, you know following the rules and following this but i can still live live this life right but but you know in his presence something different something different right? maybe that feeling of of being you know um, hungry to something else right knowing that again there is there is there's I was reading something about about uh, one of the names of, of of Christ as as we are celebrating these days is the King of Peace, right? The Prince of Peace, right? And and the reading that I was I was going through it says there is a difference between uh, the peace of God and the God of peace, right? Not to get things complicated, but we always talk about peace as something that is is lack of conflict and something that will make me feel good right but the idea that actually it's not only about that because the real peace is what christ himself said that in the world you'll have what but be of good heart because i have right so the real peace is not the removal of the conflict the removal of the tribulation but is enduring the tribulation with the peace and with the joy even through the storm and that is the real peace right so in in the same way here, you know, we can we can we can talk about about Levi in that in that sense also that whatever he was doing with all the money that he's collecting with all the 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 you know being away from from the other Jews and living his own life that still he was missing that peace, right? He's still missing that peace, and I think we can all relate to this, right? 
as 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 if we can think really of how much you know our life is peaceful right and you can link it again to the name itself because levi is joined like okay what is it that i'm joined to and that i'm supposedly having peace but i'm not having peace so you work it you know backward right you know i'm joined to this and this and this and this and this and because of that i think i should be having a good life having a peaceful life having a settled life but actually something is happening right and then in the meantime you see christ coming passing by so just what follow me and as it says here follow you not just by 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 walking but the movement of the remember last time when we talked about the text we talked about there's a movement always of the of the spirit remember that movement either towards god or towards something else in the world right so there is always movement and we are always moving in order to find that peace right that's why in jeremiah when he says that you know they say peace peace but there is no peace right why because everything okay i think i'm gonna my life will be much better when i get this job my life is gonna be much better when i got this guy or this girl <laughs> my life is gonna be much better when i do whatever right and then i'll be peaceful and then things will settle then again peace peace but there is there is no peace yes you're just kind of talking about oh when i get this job or when i get this or that i'll have the peace it's kind of like expectations that we have for ourselves yes. so when do you draw the line with expectations we have versus what god has planned for us because okay. Okay. it's healthy and unhealthy right yes yes where to draw the line between expectation between what god has for us right i think it's again from the name itself what is it that i'm joined to right again we're not as we'll even talk a little bit later here as he says that he is the bride groom and, and and the church we are the bride you know there is always that that you know joy right so we're always there is nothing wrong about about again having a, a good job or a better job or to do excel in this or excel in that or to have expectation to live certain life but again am i joined to it or not is this my understanding and my 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 mind is is fixated as that this is what will make me happy or not i think that's where the line is is has to be clear right Again, yes, I am. I am. I am working hard in order to advance and whatever, right? Or to have that life, or to continue. But then, is the whole purpose of life clear in my in my in my mind or not? Right? If this thing didn't happen to me, I'm gonna be the most miserable person. Or I trust that God will have maybe have another plan for me. Right? This is where that line is, needs to be clear. Because if I'm if I'm again so much attached to that one thing that I have the expectation that I have and it's taken away from me, my whole life what falls apart. Right? What was it that you were talking about in the sermon last Sunday where she was her and her husband were trying to have a child for years and years and years and they had the expectation to have a child and you were saying like oh in that time like if you didn't have kids it was like yes, yes. Um, one, and then i don't know how yeah many years after. yeah I, I was just referring to a story from the scripture itself which is a repetitive story even between you know the story of barren 
uh, husband and wife that they don't have uh, uh, kids. And then, so in that, in that, in last, last gospel, last Sunday gospel was Zechariah and Elizabeth, right? That they were barren, both barren. And then the angel came to Zechariah and said, okay, you know what, this will happen. And then again, their expectation is, well, that's not going to happen. How could this happen, right? And, and you see this again in the Old Testament several times with, with, with uh, Samson, for example, you know, with, uh, with uh, Hannah and, and Samuel, for example, right? With even St. Mary herself, with Joachim and, and Hannah, right? So, so the whole idea of, again, that, that, you know, we need something, we need something, something, but again, you know what? Maybe it's not at your time, but it will happen if it's God's will, right? So, so back again to here, I think it's the idea of, of, uh, of the fact that God is working with each one of us in order to take us out of what, where we are, what we are joined to, even if we are in that house of tax collectors, into a totally different life, to a totally different life, following him with, with the heart, with that movement of the spirit, towards him, not towards other things. Again, does that mean that our life is, will change, that we have to do certain, you know, uh, 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 extreme things? Not necessarily, not at all, not at all. But I think it's, again, where our heart is. How are we really attached to what we do or we're willing to change in order to receive the gift of God, to become Matthew, right? The gift of God. What does that mean? I think in, in, a, in a very, very practical way, it means that we are aware that, that, you know, if we are doing everything without him and away from him, it will never give us any peace. It will never give us any peace. Because he is not the source of peace. He is peace, right? He is peace by himself, right? So, so it's, it's, it's that mind that, that allowed Levi here to move on into something much, much beyond even his expectation again, right? Like, okay, oh, I, I have no idea, right? All I know right now is I'm sitting in that tax collector booth, I'm collecting money, I'm going out and get the money and come back again and start to count it and I'm building my life, right? That's all what he, what he had in mind. But then all of a sudden things are 100, 180 degrees different, right? But again, his presence must have had some kind of different impact on him. To the point that he actually, not only that, it, it reflected right away in doing what? In bringing other people to his house and doing this great banquet, right? And this is, again, that's the first thing that happened. This is, again, the first thing that, that we need to, to, to understand that, you know, follow, following him immediately, again, I'll use some Mark's language, immediately make him or made him able to do what? To change even his relation with others, right? So when, when it says here, then uh, again, in, in Mark, it doesn't say the details like, like, like other gospels. And he reclined at the table in his house. Like all of a sudden, you see the, the, the fast pace? Like all of a sudden, if he, he, he saw him, he went to his place, followed me, he followed him. Next thing that, they are that he's reclining at the table in his house with a bunch of other what? tax collectors and sinners, right? Because again, Mark's, and this is back again, that not, we're not reading this, taking it out of context. Mark point here that he is pointing so much on the teaching, right? 
So when he is sitting at the table with the tax collectors and sinners, what is Christ doing to them? Teaching, see? He's teaching. So remember, again, we said that the, 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 the paralyzed man, by not obeying God, he became what to the teaching? Hindrance. Here, Matthew, by, obey, by his obedience and by obeying, by understanding, he became what to the teaching? He opened his house for people to come in order to hear, right? So while in the past chapter, we see Christ trying to run away from the houses, right? Because they wanted something different. Here he actually is what? Is reclining, right? At a table, meaning like, that's where I want to be. Because everybody around me is what? Is sick and a sinner and a tax collector. And they are here to be taught by me, right? And that's another beautiful thing is, you know, us following Levi's footsteps and changing from the tax collector to the disciple. Are we part of that teaching or not? Are we opening our hearts, our houses, our relationships to other people that they can come, especially other people who are what? Outcasts. Outcasts. I was reading this passage and I just, you know, honestly, I, 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 I stopped a lot at it because I was thinking of like how much we are accepting others. And how much without paying attention because of our relationship and because we have that clique or that group or that people that I'm so comfortable with, I'm actually not taking the, 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 the opportunity that could be given to me to bring people to the table. Not necessarily a literal table, but to the table of Christ. Right? And that's why we always say, you know, at least being part of a service, that we are really actually engaged in something like this. Maybe I'm not literally able to open my house to the tax collectors and the sinners, right? But am I part of that? Am I, am I being, again, like the paralyzed who went and said, come and see, right? Just to get the gift, to get the healing. Or I'm opening my house and being very, very vulnerable with other vulnerable people in order to bring them to the table where they can reach and hear the teaching. How is that possible in a practical way? So we're not just kind of throwing things, you know, in the air just to make you feel bad. <laughs> That's not the point at all. But what do you think? How can we part to, to kind of mimic that life of Matthew, that I'm opening my house and I'm bringing in the tax collector and the sinner to sit and Christ is in the midst reclining and teaching. And it seems like he's having fun, right? He's enjoying what do you think? In what way we can do that? Building relationships. Building relationships. I think it's great point, Emma. It's a great point. Building relationship first in order to bring them in again, right? Yes. Not looking at it from the view of Matthew, but looking at it from the view of our Lord and Savior. Uh, I remember Abuna Musa when he was giving us Bible study, he said something very interesting. Well, it kind of stuck with me. It wasn't even interesting. He, yeah. said, he said, Christ is very different than us. We judge. Mm. We sitting at this Bible study, yes, say a prostitute to our class. Yes. Yes. Come in. Right. Yes. And so yes. what I got was 
looking at people and being right. not being judgmental right. yes yes Christ is Christ is different you look at the person and said come in regardless come sit next to me right versus like how can that person come here right it just happened here just two weeks ago to be honest with you you know a person that has his hair long hair and some and somebody just out of love and 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 care like why don't you go get a haircut Boom. <laughs> and the person came to me like, that's why I don't come to church. I just settle down. Settle down. Come. I tried to joke with him and said, even, haven't you seen Luke here? <laughs> My own son. Just kind of like, you know, and he, that really made him, made him very, very kind of like settled down. Like, what? So things like this we do without paying attention, but we're actually not accepting the other, not accepting the other. So relationships, just even judging our own community, our own community, right? Because that person that might be coming here, here literally in this building with whatever in his mind or in her, in her mind, you know, he doesn't want somebody to tell him you are a sinner. He wants somebody just like, you know what, I, I, I love you as a person because I see Christ in you, right? And that should be the purpose of the, the, the coffee hour, to be honest with you. <laughs> right? Not to just sit down and start to judge people and to gossip, but to have that fellowship. I'm talking about very, very practical points here at, at our church here right now, right? When we come down here, are we given an opportunity to each other to show and to invite people to get to Christ by accepting, by being genuine? Or we are just kind of like, okay, I don't want to sit next to this and I don't want to say hi to this and I can't believe she's wearing this and I can't believe his hair is like that. And then, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? The house was full, Matthew's house was full with tax collectors and sinners. Or if I may take it even, but you know, with, 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 you know, hear this with a, with a, with a, with a, with a good uh, uh, heart that sometimes even we are like just rushing into actually not even having any social relationship, again, back again to building relationship because we are so much into ourselves, right? Just maybe, maybe sitting five, 10 minutes and saying hi to somebody might make a difference to a person. God might open a door for you as you are just having a coffee with just a random person that you don't know that he or she might actually see Christ in you. And you see Christ in them. I know we're all busy. I know sometimes we don't even like to be socialized or socializing or whatever it is. But just the mindset of like the intention behind it. What is behind it? We have a beautiful opportunity that we come and we share and we're just like, you know what? We're so full of the Holy Spirit after the liturgy and after service, we can come down and share that love. Matthew didn't say, you know what? I have a lot of work to do. You know, I wasted my life and now I'm going to follow him. You know, let me just, uh, let me take care of myself first. I said like, Immediately again, he opened his house. And before you know it, the, the house is full of sinners and tax collectors and Christ reclining in the middle. Am I being, being extreme or, or you tell me, you know, I'm really, you know, we're, 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 you know, 
we, we, we need to learn together how to mimic that such life, how to have that, that impact. Again, we are, our whole idea, as we said before, is to become Christ-like in everything. And when he said, follow me, as we said before, follow me meaning what? Imitate me. Be like me. Our way of dealing with, with, with people has a very, 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 very either positive impact or negative impact. The person that I can see and I'm avoiding, that might have a negative impact. On the contrast, just doing something unexpected and saying hello to a person that you've never said hello to, like, wow. I don't like, that was nice. Somebody actually acknowledged me and said hi to me today. <laughs> Abuna? Yes. Uh, so just in line with what, with what you're saying, um, uh, one time I noticed, I don't know if they have it at the time, but when we went to Chicago one time um, to Abuna James's church, they had the sign outside saying um, judgment-free zone, all, all are welcome. And it's in downtown Chicago. So um, Judgment-free zone? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so all people are walking around and seeing the, yeah. the sun. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, those of you probably, uh, I don't know if I'll barely remember, but Yusuf and, and Reen might remember when, when, when a few years ago when we were in, uh, in, in Calabar in Nigeria and we were serving, uh, we had a chance to actually the uh, first encounter with with the, with the sex workers, girls, the prostitutes in the street, and we brought them. They came to the church, and I remember very well. Actually, you know what, Abu Nalisha kind of put me on the spot and said, "Okay, share something with them." Like, you know, what am I supposed to share? <laughs> and they 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 were there sitting uh, crying. Christina might remember this also, right? Not being able to lift up their face and look at whoever is there in the eye. Till, you know, somehow, you know, God, you know, gave me that, that, that statement said, you know what, there is no difference between you and I, we're all the same. And all of them just like, like really? They were able to look me in the eye and said, you know, we never heard that before. We're always being judged, we're always being abused, we're always being used, we're always being, you name it, whatever that is. Right? But to come to a place and to hear somebody saying, well, there is no difference. You know, you're having this struggle, I'm having my own struggles. And in the eyes of God, we're all the same. Right? And literally, if you guys remember, they lifted up their, their head after being so ashamed and start to actually can see that they're starting to be engaged and to start to, to, to talk. Right? And that's why, you know, after this, when, when the Pharisees came and said, what, what, how can he be sitting with the tax collectors? And then he, he goes on with that, with that uh, verse, which is like the, the pearl of that, of that passage. Uh, when Jesus heard, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And that's for all of us. And that's for all of us every single day of our lives. Whenever we feel at one point that, okay, I'm righteous, well, then we're telling Christ, no, you're not here for me. I did not 
come to call the righteous but the sinners. And that's back again to the beautiful book that we read at one point. You guys remember how to be a sinner. Imagine a book titled How to Be a Sinner. Like, Avon, are you crazy? You know, <laughs> how can there be a book titled we, we Need to Learn How to Be Righteous? But actually, that's, that's a beautiful book. Because that is being sinner is being righteous. Because if I am not with that mindset, then again, I don't need Christ. And that's why we get into the point of judging and the point of dealing with people based on our own needs and our own mindsets and our own expectations and our own everything. Which is again, you know, it, it's crazy because that was so clear or not clear to the Pharisees and to John's disciples. Right? So the Pharisees who are the teachers of the law, the first thing that came to, the, to their mind is how can he do this? Which tells us what again, that is not the law. How can he do this? How can he sit with, 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 with sinners and, and tax collectors? Yes, go ahead. Kind of when you were asking, like, what you're saying is kind of like radical or like just insane. Um, I don't think it is like when you actually come and look at Christ, but I don't know about everybody here that was growing up in an Egyptian household, but I feel like we were raised, or at least I was maybe like taught that being around people in a certain way it affects my name it affects what's said about me so i stay awake and i know it's done out of love and concern and just being worried that your child would be put in a harmful situation and they would um learn bad habits and etc but um feeling a way like in the egyptian mentality i'm not going to even say orthodox because it's not orthodox it's literally a cultural mm -hmm. thing um you were just taught that why mingle with people that are outside your culture? Why talk to people that you know don't have a good reputation or will hurt your reputation and stuff like that? So I feel like, at least for me, hearing this, it kind of is going to take like a shaking of mm. the core that I had raised in me, like mm. it needs to get changed, it needs to be dissolved and mm. rebuilt in a new mentality. Yes, yes. You should come on Wednesday. Because <laughs> that's our next session. Wednesday is writing your life story. <laughs> Out of the book that we're reading, the work healing, giving humanity a second chance. So we were talking about, you know, we need to, to really dig deeper into our life story uh, to see how things impacted who we are right now and how we deal with each other right now. But I agree, Julianne, because a lot of times, you know, the thoughts and the things that, that we, we kind of grew up uh, with and influenced by is, is makes us always kind of like, you know what, I should just, you know, mind my own business and just keep myself away from any kind of things. But the, the, what we're missing is, again, that, that the, main, the main reason for that, right? Again, look at the Samaritan woman again, you know. She had all the right and all the reason for her to mind her own business, right? But what happened after she met Christ? 
she ran back again to the same people that she's trying to avoid, right? And told them, come and see, a man told me everything, right? And this is the boldness that you talk about from the Holy Spirit, right? Again, yes, I'm with you. If we are really away, again, if we are not having a good relationship with him, how can I have a relationship with other people and expect me to be what? Have an impact, right? But this is part of it, again, because we are weak, right? But when we, when we understand what does it mean to have a relationship with Christ, when we meet him really, right? When we allow the spirit to work with us in a very, 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 in that, that fire again, that fire will consume, that fire will go out, that fire will spread, right? So I'm not going there because I am good. No, I'm going there because, again, I know that God is using me and I have that fire in my heart to bring everybody else again to the table, right? And that is the transformation. Again, that's exactly, you know, even if you look at, 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 at the character of Matthew in, in The Chosen, that uh, stuttering, that is you know, no self-confidence, you know, they, they really portrayed him in a very, very, very good way, reflecting again, you know, somebody that's very weak, right? But going out and like at one point, no. What? Why? Because he had the, the transformation to become bold. I think this is what we miss is how to become bold, the boldness of the faith, right? That's what St. Paul is telling whom? Timothy, let no one, what? Despise your youth. Go, speak in season, out of season, right? For the Jews, for the Greek, for everybody. And Timothy was young, right? I said, sear that gift that was given to you. And that is the real transformation. We can't say we are transformed and following Christ and we are still very, very, very close in ourselves. We cannot say that. That's not transformation. That strength and the boldness comes from, from the Lord. And it comes as an actual reason for that relationship with him to go and work in my field. Back again to work, right? Work in my field. Till the ground, make it fruitful. That's what we're talking about. Again, I don't want to go because I know we're out of, almost out of time, but one of the, of, not almost, we are out of time. <laughs> but one of the reasons when he talks about the bride and the bridegroom, I was just listening to this actually, you know, the main in during that culture of the, of the Old Testament and again of that time, the reason for, for, for marriage is what? To be fruitful to grow, right? So even the part itself that I am the bridegroom and you are my bride, I'm expecting you to go as I just heard it, go and make babies, <laughs> go bring, make more disciples, right? Because that is what it is. That's the natural extension of that life. And that's the main commandment from the beginning to Adam and Eve before the fall, right? Multiply and be fruitful, right? So yes, it takes a lot of, 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 of things, but again, this is the work of the spirit where it shakes those old things, old mindsets, old understanding, and give us that boldness that I'm out and I'm taking every opportunity. Whether it's local here, on a Sunday in a church and work, I'm out shopping during Christmas time or and I'll take every opportunity to talk about him, right? 
But the thing is, we are so much against self-centered. So we are afraid of that image or afraid to be awkward or afraid to be whatever. But then again, who's going to bring people? Yes. Okay. So it's just, and if, if I was a parent, I wouldn't want the same thing. So it's just like, where do you draw the line? And then when do we start teaching the acceptance of everybody else? Because yes. it's almost like we grow up with this core belief and now you have to completely reverse it yes. and change it. Right. 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 Yes. Again, I, I, I totally agree and, 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 and say yes, you know, as, you know, bringing up you know our children we have to teach them and we have to tell them you know what's wrong and what's right and everything but there is a certain time when we start to actually teach them again that you have a role right there is a beautiful actually uh, online group uh, it's called dare to share dare number 2 share dare to dare to share.org i think uh, it's it's a uh, it's a, a beautiful site for, for sharing. And it all works with actually youth, like middle school and high school kids, how to make them ready to share the gospel from middle school, right? So is it at the servant level? Before the servant level, but I, can't, I think you, you're, you're, you're feeding in that mindset to the, to, the, to the kids, right? That, you know what, yes, you need, you know, need to, number one, you need to know your faith, first of all, right? I'm not gonna say go out and talk to people who you don't know anything about who you are. So number one, you know, install and, and, and plant that seed, right? Of, of who we are, what is our faith, what, what is the Bible, who is Christ, the work of Christ and everything, right? And then I know it comes very, very critical nowadays when, uh, what, when what is the line between accepting people and still say, no, this is wrong, right? It's very critical. I had a parent actually came to me and said, no, our new neighbors came in and they, they, they moved into the neighborhood and they're both dads to a, to a child, right? And that child is the same age of my child and they're playing together. Should I let him play with them or not? <laughs> right? Very critical. How can you, yes, let them play, but meanwhile, you still, well, the child is going to again, again, like, you know, third grader. It's gonna come like, mommy, how come so-and-so has two dads? How can you answer this? There, there's a lot into that. There is a lot in, I mean, that's not, we're, I'm just bringing that thought because we're not here to answer that now. But, but we need to be prepared for those things, right? Meanwhile, we need to really install that belief and that scriptural teaching in our children. Right, and big part of it, to be honest with you, that us as a church, we're not still equipped to handle something like that. Yes. So I feel it's kind of similar in a way. 
I'm not saying that they're bad or, or wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it's kind of a similar discussion parents would have with their kids. Yes. Like it's religious wise versus gender wise versus whatever problems would arise later on. Yes. But I feel having, I think a big part of our Egyptian culture that lacks a lot is not willing to answer these questions. Right. Or putting it as a taboo, saying right. that. Oh, we shouldn't talk about it. Right. Avoiding that whole thing. Yeah, right. Okay. And not actually having an actual, you know, conversation and, and, and listening to the kids and listening to what the what's on their mind and trying to explain that in a way that that yes, I agree. I agree. Oh, they, they understand everything. <laughs> They understand everything. Yes. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Yes. But this is this is a very good topic actually to look into it more and more, right? And see exactly what you know what what, what is it what is it that that needs to be done and what's the best way. But again, this is all it has to be linked also with the work of the spirit because again, the spirit will give us wisdom. You know, if we are found that parent that I really don't know how to deal with my child. And again, I'm not really connected with 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 with, with the spirits. I, I I'll be very shaken, right? But yes, reading and listening and praying and and searching and asking and being having that again. That's back again to the boldness, right? That no, I can actually tackle this topic and we should talk about it and we should you know you know find again something that is that is reasonable, right? That we can do. Yeah. Good. Good. So I was hoping to get more, but we just stopped at Matthew. So that's fine. You know, I think it's it's a good uh, it's a good discussion, and I think it's uh, you know one thing again for us is to is to is to I think again maybe the, the question that uh, that Darin is going to ask, what should we do for the week, is uh, how to pray to open our home, whatever that home is, to the other, how to accept the other, right? Accept the other for one reason to bring them to Christ again. Because that has to be very, very clear, right? Matthew opened his house, brought in the sinner, the tax collectors, because Christ was there. And he was teaching them. Right? And that, that has to be, again, it, it's very, very, I, I, I totally agree. It's very, very kind of like wide and, 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 and gray area sometimes. But, uh, but maybe we can take some time next, next week and, and talk about it more and more. Like, what, what is it? How can I really accept and how can I really bring them to Christ without pushing without just more of a practical ways of 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 living that life being being intentional about it agree okay good so continue next week god willing uh, with the rest of chapter two okay let's pray in the name of the father the son the holy spirit one god lord thank you lord for this time for this uh discussion lord for your words lord that are uh, really opening our minds and allowing us lord to dig deeper lord into uh, how we uh, deal with each other how we deal with ourselves how we look at you lord uh, allow your presence lord to really transform us lord and to come and follow you lord and immediately lord we can work with you we can we can have that impact and have that influence lord that uh, allow us to understand lord that we're always lord uh, in need of you the great physician to come and heal our souls bodies and spirit lord Praying for my brothers and sisters, for those who aren't with us, for those who are away from you. 
Those who have no one to remember them, Lord, remember everyone through the prayers of all your saints in your name, Lord, hear us when we pray, sing our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth. Give us this day, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us from Christ. And the kingdom, power, the glory, now and forever, the ages of all ages. Amen. Have a good night, guys, and uh, see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Alex. Thank you, Abuna. See you, Nora and Stephanie. Bye-bye.